It is Friday night. That's fun night, and it wouldn't be any fun around here without Lindsay Walden, our uh, just all-around counselor, sexual therapist, great lady, and font. You're a font (laughs) of information. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. I feel like it's been a while. We, like, had all Thanksgiving, and, yeah, so do kind of good to be back. Let me ask you. You said you go down every year to a big group family gathering. I do. And there are many, many uh, members of the family. There are. I think there's, like, last count. I counted it last year. There's, like, a like they do, like, a big printout. My grandmother has, like, a, a Santa Claus that has everybody's name, mm-hmm. you know, like, their list or whatever. And it takes, like, 10 or 12 sheets of paper to, like, print everybody wow. off. And that's just the immediate, like... Um, so her kids, her kids' kids, her kids' kids' kids, yeah. like right there. I think she's she. I think she has a great great great. No, I don't think it's three. three I think would it's just be two. Hard. Yeah, I think it's just great great. Unless you're from Arkansas, then no, no, you know. no. I think it's just great great. And there's so my dad is the oldest of nine, and there are I think the last count was somewhere close to like it's either seventy five or a hundred people that are all like in that immediate family. But that's you have amazing. to keep in mind like. My grandmother's one of these people that's like, anybody that's connected to you that's part of your family, they're welcome. And so, like, boyfriends come, girlfriends come, you know, significant others. You know, sometimes there's, like, friends of significant others. I mean, it's like it's kind of anybody that wants to come be part of this, like, merry, jolly, happy celebration is welcome. Now, is that all down in Louisiana? It is. Uh huh. you guys it's, rent out the Superdome? No, it's at their house. So, they've always, well, it's, it's moved over the years. So, growing up, they lived in Dallas. That's where they were when I was, like, mostly, like, uh, like, kind of like young child up until like mid-high school. They moved to a place in Mississippi um, for a number of years, and then they decided to come back and sort of retire basically where they where my grandmother is originally from, where my dad and everybody grew up. So they have just a really big house, and this is like what they... Like, they almost, like, shop for their house based on, like, can we hold all of our family? Like, it's kind of cool. Like, it's, like, their thing. It's, like, their Christmas gift to themselves almost is to host this massive party once a year. And it is. It's a massive blowout. Does everybody get along? They do. That's what's so cool. So how can you get along with hundreds or whatever (laughs) it is, you know, a hundred? And lots of folks can't get together and, and have fun with four or five. Well, so we have like some rules or guidelines that kind of govern the whole thing. And so the rules are this, like you're you're not going to show up and get like all wasted drunk. Like mm-hmm. that. that's one rule. Is like, there you, any drinking? Oh, sure. I mean, there's okay. some people that like have a drink or two, but it's not like a, let's just drink like, you know, big old case of beer or something like that's not happening right now some people might choose to go out afterwards and kind of have some fun like with some of the cousins that they're closest to Mm -hmm. or whatever but you know it's at the party itself there's none of that um and we don't talk about politics and we don't talk about religion okay and that seems to keep the majority of the you know tumultuousness at bay and we're all just really grateful to see each other in most cases this is the only time a lot of us see each other throughout the year because we are kind of scattered throughout the united states in various places and so we just sort of use it as a way to kind of catch up and spread the love and love each other and just be really grateful to have that time to spend together that's really neat i love it do you wear name tags nope we probably should, though. <laughs> or is there something that indicates that if I wanted to, I could date you? You are outside the... Um, no, no, no. Know. 
Um, it's just, it's funny. It's like, um, so anybody like my, my girlfriend's gone with me the last, I guess this will be the fourth time she's gone or the third time she's gone. I'm losing track now. But, you know, the very first year, she was a little overwhelmed, I think, because it's just so many people at one time and everybody's hugging everybody, you right. know? She's like, I hadn't hugged that many people in forever, I don't think. Um, but, like, very welcoming, you know? And then, like, the next year she came back and, like, you know, my grandparents were like, oh, you're back, you know? Like, so they, they honestly, truly love having their house full of their family. Let me ask you about hugging. Okay, ask me about hugging. Go ahead. Now wanting to change it. It sounds wonderful <laughs> at your, your family. I love gathering. it. I'm looking forward to it. So a lot of huggers going on down in Louisiana. Right. Um, the person at the Walgreens tonight. Yes. According to my wife. Who, they're all very nice there. They say, okay. hey, welcome. How are you? Sure. And they say they're oftentimes they'll say our name because we go there a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so my wife went in today, paid, and then he said, here, give me a hug. Hmm. Now, she said okay. it wasn't, she said it was odd. I'm sure. But it wasn't in a creepy, let me hug you too long, let right, me touch right. you inappropriately. Sure. Uh, what do you think about that? And what do you think about hugging? Because we are in the Christmas season when people want to hug. Okay, so first of all, this goes back to that whole boundary thing, right? Like space, personal boundaries are a real thing. And if you are not wanting to be hugged, you don't owe that to anybody. And that's actually a really good point to remind people, especially if you're going to be around family. And let's say you've got little kids that maybe they don't see Great Aunt Sally all that often. And it's not that there's anything wrong with Great Aunt Sally, but the kid doesn't want to hug Great Aunt Sally. Have you seen Great Aunt Sally? I have not. I have not. There is something Um, wrong with her. No, no, no. But, you know, so it's important to let people develop those boundaries because not everyone is as touchy-feely as everyone else. And for someone to take it personally, if you don't want to hug them... That's kind of on them. It's like their reaction to that whole situation is about them, not about the person who's rejecting said hug. Now, there are nice ways to do it. You know, I think in some cases you might like kind of side hug them or kind of like pat their arm or, you know, not exactly shake their hand if it's family, but kind of like grab their hand, you know, and kind of like, oh, it's so good to see you, you know, because there are some people, too. I know I've, I've like had clients tell me, you know, yeah, I went to so-and-so's Christmas get-together or Thanksgiving get-together, whatever, and they're all kissing each other on the mouth and I am not okay with that you know it's sort of off-putting to somebody when it's so normal to someone else so there's not one right way for the whole like sharing of the love to occur but it is okay to set boundaries if you are not someone that wants to be real huggy huggy now in a case like in the Walgreens situation that's sort of a judgment call in the moment. I mean, it, it's perfectly fine for someone to go, you know, I'm not really a big hugger, but I, you know, really grateful that, you know, you're in the Christmas spirit. Like, there's always a way to put it back on just kind of like, yeah, that's not really my thing, but, you know, really grateful for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be mean about it. I saw a Facebook post uh, that said, hey, listen, if your kids don't want to hug, yeah. uh, don't make them feel like they have to hug. Yes. Now, I took that as, you know, the the creepy kind of the hugs mm. that are out there. But on the other hand, shouldn't we, shouldn't we, is there anything wrong with teaching our kids that it's okay to express affection in a simple way of uh, of a hug? And I'm not talking yeah. about here comes sit on Uncle uh, Bob's lap right. kind of hug. I don't think there's anything wrong with teaching that a hug is a form of affection, but not everyone feels comfortable receiving or giving affection in that way. And I mean, I know personally, it's interesting. I'm a real friendly person. I'm kind of like a pretty outgoing person, but I'm also like, I'll give you a hug, Jay. I've known Mm -hmm. you though for like going on more than two years now. 
if I had just met you like yesterday, I'm not sure that I'd be like, oh, hey, let me give mm-hmm. you a hug. Like right. that's not exactly the most comfortable thing for me. But I'm also, I'm kind of socially awkward like that. So if someone initiates a hug with me, I'm likely to respond with like, okay, I'll hug you, but I don't know if I'm going to be the initiator of said hug. And I can remember being a little girl and being told, oh, you know, go hug uncle so-and-so mm-hmm. and like feeling almost obligated to. And not that it was a bad thing, but just sort of, is that really teaching the right message when it comes to, you know, when we tell kids, we want them to have boundaries and we want them, you know, to like good touch, bad touch, you know, and then to differentiate, but also to not force someone to have any sort of physical interaction with another human being if it's not comfortable for them. At the, our house, we had 25 in there and as people yeah. would come and then people for Thanksgiving? would come up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, again... It's just so funny that there are certain people that you're hugging, you're hugging, mm-hmm. and then you get to some of the older uh, nieces or, or uh-huh. the older. It was actually the nieces are fine, the nephews, and you're kind of like you know yeah. awkward white guys trying to handshake sure. or something. It's kind of <laughs> you know, but, yeah. Oh, hey, um, it, it all worked out. It does. And I think as long as no one gets their feelings hurt, you know, I think that's another thing that'll happen. I, I talked with someone that was like, you know, my daughters are at this age where they don't really want to like, you know, their dad might come in to give them a hug and they're kind of like, no, daddy, you can't do that. Or I don't want you to hug me today or whatever. And like the dad was actually taking it personal. He mm-hmm. was like getting his feelings hurt. And the mom, I kind of like applauded her. She was able to reframe it and was like, you know, I realized that maybe it's a bit hurtful to be like, my daughter doesn't want to hug me. I did mm-hmm. nothing wrong. Why is that? Mm-hmm. But that's just them asserting their boundaries because if you weren't dad and you were just some random dude that's trying to hug them, you would want them to say, no, I don't want that right now. Right. And that's really an important kind of um, element that I think we need kids to learn. And it's okay for them to assert that, but in a respectful way. I'm not suggesting being, you know, a brat about it or being, mm-hmm. you know, like, no, I'm not hugging you. Mm-hmm. Get away from me. Just be like, no, thanks. You know, I, I'd rather do this or I'd, you know, I'm not a hugger. You know, right. you, you give them a good pat response that they can use. Right. All right. Here's the, my last topic on my list. Then oh, we're goodness. Go to yours. Okay. The, the check engine light is on in my car. What <laughs> okay. should I do about that? I, well, have you gone to the, uh, no. 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 Why, why have you not gone to get it looked at? I just don't have time. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Time boundaries. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I, <laughs> you're a mess. Do you know this? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um. I, th- I think you should get that looked at, Jay. Pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that would be my, uh, what do you call it, my non-automotive expert <laughs> opinion. There you go. Thank you. Uh-huh. You have uh, some things coming up on oh my your gosh, so uh, many webcast, things. broadcast, podcast. <laughs> I've got so many things. Um, yeah, so we are, we're still doing the weekly podcast. I think we're going to keep it on uh, Thursdays going forward. That just seems to kind of be a good rhythm of stuff. We're almost, I think this next week is going to be podcast number 17. Like, wow. I can't believe we've done 17 in a row now. I'm good like, wow. And we're kind of figuring out our groove about stuff. Um, I think the other thing is that, you know, changing gears, because previously I had always done, you know, a, it was my show was all about sexual topics. And so we kind of have expanded that to be more therapy, coaching, life skill sort of things. And so just figuring out like what people want to hear, but that can actually be found. It's all over iTunes. You can search for um, Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay, or you can actually just go to my website, lindsaywalden.com, and then every Thursday at 2 p.m., a, a new episode goes live. On your When you were doing yeah. your podcast, and they were mostly about 
uh, sexual mm-hmm. therapy and topics without getting into it because I'm going to yeah. keep going back to you what you have coming up. Oh, yeah, what no was worries. the number one topic? What's um, I think the number discussed? one topic that comes up is either someone that has a sexual functioning question, they're not performing in a manner that they want to be, or they're unhappy with something about their performance and they want to, they want to like fix it, change it, alter it in some mm-hmm. way. Um, that's a really big one that comes up a lot. We would also get a lot of questions about like desire discrepancy, which is really one of the biggest things from a sex therapy perspective that I do see clinically in my office, where one partner is wanting more sexual interaction than another, and it's causing friction. That's really one huff or friction. Or lack thereof. Right, or lack thereof. <laughs> I didn't even catch it before I said it. Um, so that's definitely one of the more common things that sort of shows up as a topic. And then a lot of times I would get people that would just want to be sort of normalized in their behaviors. So maybe they were engaging in what might be deemed as like maybe non-normative or sort of alternative sexual play. And we're wanting just sort of some validation Mm -hmm. that, you know, nothing's wrong with me for wanting these things. Is this okay? And I actually think that in the new year, we're going to have some episodes that are going to be like, I don't know, maybe like once a month we do a throwback and kind of do a sexy thoughts episode where we go back and sort of talk about some of the sexual topics because they are really important topics. And I don't think it's possible to do a show about relationships and have no conversation about sexuality. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they're very intertwined. Even if a couple's not having sex, it's still an important part of the discussion. So I think it's probably going to be something you'll see in the new year. We're going to at least have a few episodes kind of thrown in here and there that are going to be very specific to the sexual stuff. And those can be found where? So they can either go to lindsaywalden.com. It's uh, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-W-A-L-D-E-N.com. You can find Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay either at the tab on the website or on iTunes. And if you follow me at all on social media, you can find me on Facebook. It's at Lindsay Walden Consulting. Or on Instagram, it's at this is Lindsay Walden. I post links to everything. I have it all sort of scheduled to go like in at the same time that everything's launching so that no matter where you're following me, you don't miss anything. Very good. That's also where I have my weekly blog, right? So it's kind of like Monday's the blog, Thursday's the podcast. All of it's on the website. So I was thinking I need a new word for the new year. You Do you think that's wor- weird? <laughs> no, it's not okay. weird. I feel like I'm rubbing off on you, Jay. Um, no, actually, that's one of the various new things that I'm sort of offering as, as a service to people. So it's been a couple years ago that I first started thinking about this idea of rather than setting one New Year's resolution, because that can feel kind of restrictive. People sort of get to a point where they go, man, that just feels really overwhelming to have to like pick one resolution and then if I you know mess up or I fall off the the wagon so You're out to of the speak. game so early right right so what I love about the idea of picking a word so I get people so that's to not sort my of, original idea it's not your original no, idea sorry no, I, sorry she to tell about you this yeah I know beforehand. I know sorry to tell you yeah. not your original <laughs> idea hey I wish I thought of this idea but So essentially what happened was I was sort of in the process of resetting my own life and trying to relaunch a bunch of stuff, professionally, personally, everything. And I had selected for 2018, my word was self-care. And what I discovered was that throughout the year 2018, it was a really cool guiding sort of theme, force, whatever you want to call it. And so throughout the year, I was allowing myself to use that theme to guide what I was doing. So if it was starting eating better or 
or doing some self-care activities or getting a massage or going back to the chiropractor or allowing myself to finally get the dental work done that I had been putting off. It was just trying to restart taking care of myself, not just, you know, on a high level, but like a deeper level. And I got to the end of 2018 and I really loved the fact that I had that word to kind of guide me. Well, then as luck would have it, the Coach Crate subscription service that I sign up for on a monthly basis um, last December sent us an actual what's your word, my intent bracelet with a word that we picked. So I picked a new word for the year 2019 and it was the word unilog. Which I love unique words. I'm not familiar. I with know, that word. right? That's why I pick it because it's sort of unique, and nobody had really heard the word. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a Buddhist word, I believe, and it it basically means that the path to your success is bumpy and twisty and turny, and it's not a straight line. But yet you're constantly moving forward. It really embodied the idea of the progress, not perfection, that I'm always talking about. So that's what word I picked, and it showed up on this my intent bracelet, and I was like, oh my god. This this is like the coolest thing ever. And so I had kind of made a decision at the end of last year. I want to start offering these to people, but I wasn't really at a point in my business where I was ready to like actually, you know, bite that bullet and mm-hmm. get the whole setup kit and everything. So anyways, a couple months ago, I decided, okay, you know what? I'm ready to start creating some of these new uh, courses and workshops that I'm putting together. And I want to have this as a value add that if people want to just consult with me to actually pick their word, then great. If they want to have it as a part of working with me on a more one-on-one basis from either a coaching or consulting perspective, then fabulous. So yeah, so it's called What's Your Word? My Intent. And I'm actually offering, uh, at least for the foreseeable future, um, a 20% discount if you order from me directly. You can go to my website, lindsaywalden.com, send me a message under the contact me or contact us link, and just use the code, I believe it's... um, Word LW 2020. Um, But just say on there, you heard me talking about Mm -hmm. it on the radio and you want to take part. And I will be more than happy to set up, um, you know, a a conference with you. We can do that through a video link. We can do that over the phone. We can do that in person. There's lots of ways. And then you'll actually get your word on a little bracelet or keychain or necklace that you can wear throughout the year. And we'll kind of go through the process. Yeah, it's like a reminder. Like every time I wear the bracelet, I kind of will look down and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, like that. Wherever I am, no matter how bad of a day I'm having or how stressful I might feel or stressed out I might feel, it's a good reminder of like a recentering. So I'm almost, I've almost decided what my words are for 2020 and I sometimes pick more than one. So I think actually my blog on Monday is all about it. So I've got to make my decision yeah. by Monday because I've got to put it out there what I've actually chosen. Can so, I use cuss words? I mean, you can. The idea though is that you want it to be something that really does embody you. It could be a goal that you have. It could be like a word that reminds you of some part of your journey. Mm -hmm. It could be something that is motivational, inspirational. It's something to sort of help ground you in a moment of overwhelm. And so although you might be able to incorporate a cuss word in that, it's not like you want, you're not going to just put like the F word (laughs) on it, right? That's not, I mean, I'm sure there are people that have, but that's not really how I'm doing it, right? Um, But I do have a way. I I have a little thing. You know, I will say to myself is just as a way of recentering Father, Mm -hmm. Son, Holy Spirit, Father, Son, you know, just Mm. kind of something that says, brings me back for a moment from wherever I'm at. And it it doesn't cure everything. It doesn't Uh make everything right. But it does kind of reset things and and, and allow me to uh, kind of, maybe it's like 
taking a deep breath for some people. Kinda, yeah. And, you know, people use them for lots of reasons. I've definitely seen people that will have, like, a family reunion, and they all get one that says mm-hmm. family on mm-hmm. it. Or, you know, sisters might get one that says something like sisters forever or sisters and friends or things like that. It, it's really about trying to either memorialize something, to have some kind of commemoration. Is that right. a word? It I is. think that's a word. Um, of an event or, a, like, an important time in your life. I have even seen people that will get like a a Bible verse, mm-hmm. like like the you know Hebrews three twelve exactly. or whatever you know John on one right something like that you as put a way that on a sign and put a wig on you you, right. <laughs> you know they'll um they'll they'll do that because maybe they know that Bible verse and mm-hmm. so when they look at it sure. it's a it's a reminder um it might be just like you know a, a word from that or you know love is kind or yeah. something of those you know so there, there's a lot of ways to do it it's really you know. When we sit down and have the consultation session, it, it doesn't have to be super involved, but yet at the same time, I want it to be thorough enough so that someone feels like they're really picking a word that embodies what they want it to. Early on in my recovery through Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. the coins were yes. big. 30-day coin, 60-day yep. coin, 90-day coin, carry it in your pocket. do that. Yeah, right. yeah. And, uh-huh. and again, it was just, it's just there as a reminder. Mm-hmm. Just as uh, sometimes it can be, uh, you know, a lifesaver. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just uh, something to clutch on to for yeah. a moment. And sometimes it's just there to say, hey, you know what? Um, I'm doing it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's sort of what this has become for me. And it's sort of, you know, when I find something that works, I like to try and pass it on. I, um, I'm i also a really big believer as a therapist and as a coach that before I ask someone else to do something, I need to make sure it works. And I need to make sure that it's something that if I'm asking you to do it, I know what it feels like to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And that's just sort of, a, I don't know, like a way of doing things that I adopted when I first entered the helping profession. And I like that I kind of have continued that practice. It, it makes me feel like I'm putting out, you know, an authentic product that I'm not just trying to sell you something. Lindsay Walden, next week, we're going to talk about holiday expectations, a big deal. But uh, give us your information again. Yes. So you can find me, lindsaywalden.com. All of my info is there. I'm in the process of making a lot of updates to the website. It's going to have some info about some upcoming workshops and any of the, um, you know, kind of offerings like the What's Your Word and that kind of thing, ways that you can get in touch with me. But I've got Facebook. Uh, you can find me at Lindsay Walden Consulting or at Lindsay Walden Therapy there, and you can follow along. On Instagram, it's at this is Lindsay Walden, and then on Pinterest, I have lots of daily tips and tricks and quotes and all sorts of things that go live there. It's therapy thoughts over there. Very good, Lindsay Walden. Special stuff. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Coming up is our little comedy a bit that we send you to nighty night time with every Friday. We'll be back with that right after this. This is St. Louis in the Know, Ray Hartman and Jake Hansler.